Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. But you can get out of practice, can't you? Have you ever spent time in prayer where prayer was easy for you? And then there was times where you got out of practice or there was a season that went by and then you started praying again. You're thinking, dear God, this is tough, man. I, I've only been praying five minutes and it seems like it's been an hour, <laughs> you know. You just get out of practice or you start reading the Bible. And it's like, dear God, this is hard because it's like, man, I haven't read my Bible in a long time. So what we're purposing to do tonight is we're just going to step into some things and, and just begin to believe God that he's going to start helping us grow in some areas and learning to navigate some things in, in, in the realm of the Spirit of God and just grow as a church. Is that all right? And so tonight, just to begin with, uh, we're going to talk about the Word and the Spirit. Now, if you've been around any length of time, you know that we talk a lot about the subject of faith. And the reason being is because everything requires faith. The Bible says that you can't please God without faith, Right? The Bible says that we obtain the promises of God by faith. You can't get saved without faith. And so faith is a very important topic. And so when it comes to faith, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, right? The Word of God produces faith. And then the Bible also says that faith without works is dead. That word works simply means corresponding actions. So if we're genuinely or truly in faith, there are going to be actions or there's going to be outward expressions of our life that correlate to say or to agree with our faith, right? So if you're believing God for him to do something in your life and you're over here bawling and squalling, that's not corresponding actions. That's, that's lining up with what you say you're believing for, right? So again, Faith without works or corresponding actions is dead. So therefore, we've got to have corresponding actions that line up to indicate or prove that we're in faith. Or we could just simply say this, if we're truly in faith, we would have actions that line up with it accordingly. Amen? So, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, in fact, let me just say this, when it comes to our Wednesday nights, even on a Sunday morning for that matter, I encourage you to bring your Bible. Obviously, I print my notes out so I, I have my scriptures right handy, that way it just is a little easier to minister. But if you have a physical Bible, I encourage you to bring it so you can flip through it and get familiar with it. And if you're not bringing a Bible to church, I, I would question highly whether or not you're reading your Bible at home. You know, it's just one of those things. So anyways, not to make any judgments. Okay, praise the Lord. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 5. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. It says, not that we are sufficiently qualified in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our uh, sufficiency and qualifications come from God. He has qualified us, making us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant of salvation through Christ. So notice what the Bible says. The Bible says that God has qualified you. He's qualified you to represent Him. He's qualified you, and He's made it possible for you to live a life that gives glory to Him. Amen? Aren't you glad that you didn't have to qualify yourself? You didn't have to jump through the hoops. You didn't have to die on the cross. The Bible says that through Christ, God qualified you. Now, isn't the enemy real good at 
trying to convince you that you're disqualified. Well, you've messed up. Well, you're no good. You haven't done this. You haven't done that. Whatever. He's trying to get you to think that you're not qualified. But this tells us that God has made us sufficient. He's qualified us through Christ. Then it goes on to say, not of the letter of a written code, but of the Spirit for the letter of the law kills. Everybody said kills. But reveals sin and demanding obedience, but the Spirit gives life. So, in the qualifications that Christ made available for us, it doesn't come just through the Word of God that says you've got to jump through the hoops or the Word, the Bible says, now when we're talking about the Word concerning the law, the Old Testament, basically he's saying that the Word or the law by itself will constantly remind you of what you can't do, right? And therefore, I'll constantly try to obey the Word to be right with God. But the Bible says that God gave us not only the Word, but He gave us the Spirit. Now, who's the Spirit? The Spirit is the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Spirit, and then it goes on to say that it gives us life. All right, so the Word of God produces faith, right? But along with God giving us the Word, the Bible says in the New Covenant, Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away, that I'll give you the Holy Spirit. And therefore, receiving the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that He gives life. Now, in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, it says this, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So, in other words, if I try to get into faith, if I try to do what I can do to, to, to build my faith or try to be in faith, how many of you know that that's hard? Because it's like, well, am I doing the right things? Am I reading enough Bible? If I, am, I, am I praying enough? Am I going to church enough? Uh, what, am I in faith? Well, if I'm trying to do something to get in faith, that becomes hard because it becomes about me trying to work to get faith. But the Bible says that He's given us the Word, but He's also given us the Spirit, which brings freedom and liberty. Remember Jesus said this in John six sixty three. He said, my words are spirit and they are life. So the Word of God on this side of the cross becomes God's promises to us that are yes and amen. But He says, now these words that I give you, it's not about the legalism of trying to obey it, he said, with these words, the Holy Ghost is on it. And he said, it brings freedom and liberty. And therefore, these words produce faith. Amen? Are you tracking with me? All right. So with that being said, if we look at Mark eleven twenty three and 24, the Bible says this. It says, uh, if, if any man or if any person or whosoever would say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says shall come to pass, he will have whatsoever things that he says. All right, so that is really the formula of faith. <clears throat> but notice what it said. He says, if you speak to the mountain. Well, how many of you know that there are things in our lives that seem to become mountains, don't they? That, man, I'm just trusting God. I'm just believing God. 
And we live in a microwave society that we're so used to things happening right now. And when it comes to us in our faith walk, we want things right now. And if things aren't happening right now, we think, God, what's wrong? And there may not be nothing wrong other than the fact that we've got to take a stand of faith. Having done all stand, fighting the good fight of faith, right? How many of you know that when you stand in faith, even though it's a promise of God, it doesn't mean that it shows up automatic. In faith, it is now, I have it and believe it. But before it actually shows up, it might take some time, right? Does that make sense? In fact, I was listening to Joel Olstein yesterday. I, I don't listen to him. I don't know that I've ever really listened to him, but uh, I've got a rental, or not a rental, but my truck's been in the shop, so they gave me a new truck that's got satellite radio, and I was flipping through the channels, and there's Joel Osteen. And so I was listening to him, and he was telling the story of when they got into their new building. Now, it's been several years ago, but, you know, they, you know, his dad passed away, and so he took over for his dad and was pastoring a very successful church, but the church continued to grow, and so they decided to try to buy the sports coliseum, and I don't remember what it is, but it was the professional basketball stadium there. And so as they presented their options, they went to purchase it, and they started getting all kinds of legalities come against them as to why they wouldn't let them buy this arena because they were a church. And he says, but we knew that God said that this was ours. He said, it took three and a half years for us to fight all the court cases and finally win to where they said we could purchase it. Now think about that. Three and a half years. Then, once they got the okay, then there was another company that came in and, and filed a lawsuit against them to say, we don't want them to, we want to buy it. And it took another year and a half of legal cases, and it, they finally won that. But you're talking, he said, five, five and a half years it took them to finally get to the place where they got there. And once they got in there, they had the architect come in and say, okay, we need you to turn this into a church. He came back with a bill of $100 million to turn into. Now, that wasn't buying the building. That was renovating the building. A hundred million dollars to renovate this building into a church. So five, five and a half years, they had to stand in faith. Well, I thought God said, he did say. But sometimes you just got to stand in faith. So what do we do in the mix of waiting or taking the stand of faith? We've got to have corresponding actions. Because if we start looking at the time frame or thinking, well, it don't happen, it didn't happen when I thought it was going to, you start hooking yourself up with doubt and unbelief, and then you end up disqualifying yourself because your faith isn't engaged. Amen? And so what am I saying? There are times that it doesn't happen overnight, but what do you do? You've got to learn what the corresponding actions are to engage your faith. This is how you begin to learn and navigate the realm of the Spirit or the realm of faith, if you will. Amen? Jesus said this, My burden is light and my yoke is easy. Or I guess he said it the other way. He says, My yoke is easy, my burden is light. So when it comes to Jesus in our relationship with Him and trusting Him, He said, It's light and easy. Now, that's just a really tough one to chew on, isn't it? Especially when we're trying to believe God for stuff. Or when things are opposing us. Or the doctors say this or say this. And we're like, God, this is pretty heavy. But Jesus said, my yoke is light and easy. I, uh, <laughs> Kelly, she, <laughs> well, I'll say this first. 
Concerning the Word of God, the Word of God is the gospel, right? So we can take a prescription of the gospel to build faith. But what do we use in order to engage our faith? You got to take a chill pill. And that's the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you chill or lighten easy. And I, my wife says, what are you ministering on tonight? I said, I'm talking about a chill pill. She goes, you? <laughs> talking about a chill pill? Like, yeah. Why? Because sometimes you can feel the weight of life, right? And what do you got to do? You just got to chill out. When we're in faith and trusting God, Jesus said, it's light and easy. He didn't say my burden is heavy. He didn't say my burden is hard. He said, listen, if you'll trust me, even though there's a mountain in front of you, it's still going to be light and easy. The gospel will give you faith. The chill pill will help you chill out through the midst of it. Amen. (laughs) Come on, is this helping you? I'm telling you, this hits home because each and every one of us are dealing with things, right? I mean, well, I mean, we got a, a girl getting ready to get married. I mean, just in a matter of a couple months, you need to take a chill pill. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Amen. All right. Now, in regards to chilling out where Jesus said it's light and easy, I've got to get into a position of faith, right? That's through the Word of God. But the Holy Spirit will help me stay in that place of faith where it will be light and easy. But I've got to stay full. I've got to stay full of the Word of God, and I've got to stay filled with the Spirit of God. And so, therefore, you can never be defeated as long as you're never depleted. But the moment you get depleted... You're setting yourself up to be defeated. Amen? All right, so how do I stay filled up? In Acts chapter 2, we saw something very significant where Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away. He said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit comes, He's going to endow you with power, right? And then we see that the Scripture says that what that looked like is that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. But then everybody around them began to see what was going on, and the Bible says that Peter stood up in the midst of them and says, Listen, these are not drunk as you suppose, but this is what was prophesied by the prophet Joel. So then let's just kind of dissect that a little bit. If Peter, he says he stood up in the midst of them, hey, everybody, listen, these aren't drunk as you suppose, but this is what God said was coming. So for him to make that statement tells me that people were saying, these guys are drunk. Right? If not, he wouldn't have addressed it that way. And so we've kind of addressed this before or looked at this before. We said, obviously, when you think of you know, drunk people, there's aspects of them uh, being angry junks, drunks, right? You know, the, uh, junks, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the Bible says that they were glorifying God. So we know that they weren't being angry or belligerent. So what's left? Well, if you think about it, again, if you can think back to your days, I can think back to my days. When you get around a group of people, because that's what they were all gathered together, what do you end up doing? It's funny that you, you start laughing a lot, don't you? 
just kind of get happy, right? Or, or, or let's just put it on the other side. Uh, you, let's say you go to a bar. What, do people go to the bar? What do they go to the bar for? Get drunk, right? So did you ever notice that in those places, what do they do? They dance, right? And, and they've always done this kind of thing, but they've kind of put a label on it now. But they've called it karaoke. You know what karaoke is? What do you, what's karaoke? Help me. You sing, right? So there's this atmosphere where people are laughing, people are dancing, people are singing. And obviously, you know that you can dance and sing a whole lot easier with the influence of the Spirit, right? <laughs> Come on, does that make sense? And so these people are saying, or Peter's saying, these are not drunk as you suppose, but you're thinking that they are because of how they're acting. But that is a key or a clue into how we can begin to navigate this place of faith. I'm believing God for big things. <laughs> right? If you're bawling and squalling, curled up in the fetal position in the corner, and you're saying, I'm believing God for the mountain, praise the Lord. <laughs> no. But if you've got a different countenance that's light and easy, praise God, I don't care how big the mountain is. Man, my God's faithful. Ha, ha, ha. Amen. Right? It changes. Why? Because there's a demeanor, there's an attitude, there's, there is corresponding actions that come along with somebody that's truly in faith. So let's look at this in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 18. He says this, he says, don't be drunk with wine, but is, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Everybody say filled with the Spirit. All right, so this goes right along with what we saw there in Acts chapter 2. And then verse 19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So notice what it says there. He says, now, get drunk in the Spirit. Because they obviously thought they were in Acts chapter 2. He says, so, just get drunk. And he says, now, here's what it looks like. Sing. Making melody in your heart. Giving thanks. Amen? Come on, we, we need some karaoke Jesus time. Man. You know what I'm saying? That's what we come together and worship for. But there also needs to be some spontaneous, God, I'm just going to sing and make melody. And notice it says, singing to one another. Why is it so important to be together? Because when we do it together, oh, there's a stirring of faith together. It's important for you to do by yourself when you're in your car, when you're by yourself, when you're, when you're in your prayer closet. To take that time to sing and make melody, giving thanks to the Lord because it's an expression of your faith. But it's also good to do when we're around one another. Amen? Why? Because, again, it is corresponding actions that line up with our faith. Brother Hagin said this. He says, you'll know when you're in a place of victory. He says, you'll either laugh or you'll sing. Never saw anybody that was in victory going, <laughs> It's just so hard. No, it's light and easy. Amen? Now, 
just going to tell on my wife. My wife, she said the Lord has told her something recently. And she was just talking about it today. She said the Lord told her. I don't remember exactly the words verbatim. But he said to her, he says, you just need to shout. How did he say it to you? Shout in the morning and shout in the night. Well, what do you shout for? You shout for the victory. So she said she came over here today and was doing some things here in the, the, the church and walked through the church there. And she said nobody's around. So she goes, I was praying a little bit. And she said, the Lord reminded me, you know, it's a good time to shout. And so she said, I just kind of felt funny starting out. She goes, but okay. Lord, you said that, that I got to shout in the morning, shout in the evening. So she's around this whole church just shouting. I mean, picture right now. Just she's acting a fool in this place, just shouting to God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And she said, the more I did it, the more that came. There was more unction that came from my spirit that engaged my faith. You realize that when you step out, you might step out into the flesh. But you do it in faith. And the moment you step in faith in the flesh, the spirit man engages. Amen. So it's no longer just shouting because it sounds like a thing to do. No, it's the spirit man talking. Amen? All right, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 4. Notice what it says here. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Notice he said it two times. Well, he must mean or uh, must understand that there is need to rejoice. And just in the event that you didn't understand it, he said, I'm going to tell you again, it's a good time to rejoice. He says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. How many of you know that when it comes to you standing in faith, it's real easy at times to get anxious about things. Anxiety is what wars against your faith. So he says, don't be anxious for nothing. But he first said, now here's the precursor. Rejoice. Don't be anxious. He said, but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace. Now notice what comes. When I rejoice, when I choose not to be anxious, and the peace of God which passes or surpasses all understanding will guard my heart and my mind. Where, does I, where do I get anxious in? In my mind. He says that rejoicing helps me get out of my head. All right. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things. So he says, now rejoice, open up your mouth, now choose to think on the right things, choose to think on God's faithfulness, choose to think on God's uh, 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 promises, choose to think on what God's already done for you. That ought to cause you to rejoice a little bit more. Then when anxiety tries to come in, no, you think on the right things and rejoice some more. When the anxiety tries to come, no, you think on the right thing. You choose to take the thoughts captive, opening up your mouth and to rejoice. Amen? And then it goes on to say here, lastly in verse 9, the things which you learn... And received and hear and saw in me these things or these things do. And the God of peace will be with you. So what does that mean? That means follow the leader. I've never done that before. Okay, Paul says, listen, you've heard me talk about them. I've showed you. Now you just do what I do. And it will help you get to a place of victory. Amen? Now, for further clarification, 
he says, rejoice. Now, rejoicing is not just with your mouth. The actual translation says to brighten up. So it means you got to get that sour look off your face. Brighten up. It means to leap. Oh, I got to move? Yeah. It says to spin around. So what's that mean? You got to get jiggy with it. You got to dance. You realize that there is the dance that's in the bar where it's grinding and whatever else, but there is a Holy Ghost dance that looks a whole lot different. Brighten ups, spinning around. Whoo, praise the Lord, right? Along with lifting your voice. And he says, when you do that, he says, the peace of God comes and starts to affect this thing. It starts to affect this thing. Amen? Let me give you a couple more verses. Galatians chapter 4, verse 27. It says, for it is written, rejoice, O barren, you uh, who do not bear, break forth and shout. It says, you who are not in labor. It says, for it says, desolate has many more children than she who, is, who has a husband. So what's it saying? When the report is, is that you can't have children, rejoice. And you'll see the power of God move. Amen? And then lastly, Psalms chapter 127, or 126 rather. Psalms 126. It says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. How many of you know that sometimes the things that you're believing God for or the things that he has spoke to your heart about seems like a dream? And if it delays long enough, sometimes it can seem like all it was was a dream. Amen? Have you ever been there? God, it seems like it's taken an awful long time. Maybe I missed you. He says, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. Amen. So what does that look like? Corresponding actions of faith is light and easy. When you're in a, 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 an environment that is familiar to you, it's a whole lot easier to get happy, laugh, dance a jig, sing, right? Certainly, if you got the spirits flowing, whoo, it's a whole lot easier, but we've got the Spirit of God in us, Right? He said, rejoice. He said, laugh. Amen. He said, rejoice. <laughs> Come on. What does that mean? That means that we're purposing to get into a place of faith. Well, I don't feel like it. Then just put it on. Well, I'm not a put on. No, you just fake it till you make it. Well, I'm not a faker. Well, you realize you don't have to be a faker. You can be a facer. Right? You're just acting in faith. That's all it is. Amen. Do you know that the Bible says that the spirit of joy is on the inside of you? So you can just stir up joy on the inside. Just starting out by laughing. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm just laughing because God said joy is on the inside of me. <laughs> but you know what? You start doing that, it starts priming the pump. 
It don't take anything for me to just stir up that joy. Why? Because it's on the inside. The more you start doing it, it's like, ha, 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 Why? Because it's in there. Amen. The Holy Spirit's on the inside of me. Amen. Praise God. And, and just having the ability to come into an atmosphere where, man, we just love to rejoice. We love to sing. We love to shout. We love to dance before the Lord. Why? Because this is our happy place. This is where it's light and easy. This is where we stir up our faith. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, there's been some things that we've stepped away from just for whatever reason. And God said, listen, it's time to come back to some of those things. Amen? I remember when we were in Bible school. There was these meetings. It was called Winter Bible Seminar. And it was one of those times where when we'd come together, I mean, it was just like, I mean, you just knew that you were going to get drunk in the Spirit of God. And you couldn't wait. I Literally, you could not wait. I remember my friend and I, uh, there was certain times that we were ushering. Well, you know, when you're ushering, you've got a job to do. You can't just... Forget all your responsibilities and just, you know, jump in. you got to be in, in the moment. And so I remember we were on the balcony. I mean, there's like 12,000 people here. I mean, there's people in the overflow. There's people that couldn't get in. I mean, this was just in the heyday. And I remember he was like 100 yards, well, probably 50 yards down on the balcony because it was a huge building. He'd be there, I'd be here, and we would just be leaning up against the wall. And we were just leaning up against the wall just so that we didn't fall down. Because we just tapped in. We just, you know what, I'm stirring up the Spirit of God. We'd look at each other, we'd start cracking up laughing. Why? Because we just, we came to be filled. And everybody else came there for the same reason. I mean, it wasn't nothing for people to take off running. I mean, you know, running? Yeah! Why? Because we're just full of joy. Just running around, jumping, shouting, praising God, dancing before the Lord. Thinking, man, you're crazy. Yeah, we're crazy. But, man, we were full of faith. And you couldn't wait to get back there. And it was in those moments that you thought, man, I can move mountains. Amen? Why? Because of the atmosphere. You just longed to be in that, in that place. Amen? So... Let's do that. In fact, worship team, why don't you come back up? Time we got. We're just going to practice this just for a little bit. You can, yeah, come on up. Oh. You think this is holy ground or something? You got to take your shoes off? All right. (laughs) All right, guys. That last song that you played, I just want you to play instrumentally. That uh, place of worship, is that what it's called? Place of freedom. All right? Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. Praise God. So we're just going to go somewhere in the place of the Spirit. You can stand. You can stay seated there. You're here, you might as well just kind of let loose and experiment, all right? Amen. So just in this place as they're playing, remember the Bible says, 
speaking to yourselves in hymns and psalms and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart. So you can just listen to the melody and pick it up in your spirit, man, and then just allow your spirit to begin to sing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, before we do that, what's your mountain? What are you facing? What's your challenge? Come on, we're going to speak to the mountain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We magnify your name. Hey, Maggie, can you give me a little bit more microphone, if you can? Oh, we magnify your name. Oh, Jesus, we magnify you. Oh, we praise your name. Oh, you're so worthy, you're so worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we speak to the mountain. We tell you, you've got to leave. You've got to bow down to the name of Jesus. Oh, we magnify your name. Hallelujah. Oh, there's nothing that can withstand us in this place. Oh, for our faith arises in Jesus' name. All right? Now, what we're going to do next is we're just going to sing with our spirit. You don't have to worry about singing actual words. You can just sing from your spirit language. Now, worship team, singers, as I just sing in the spirit, then you guys can come right along. You can harmonize with me. You can find a place. You can navigate with me, all right? And if you figure, like, I've never done that before, hey, light and easy. Light and easy. Oh, 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 we go higher and higher. We go further and further. We go deeper in your presence, Lord. Oh, Sidemam Brake say, Na 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 ne. Ninima Prafro Doko say that I'm ready. Oh, say bread on the day. 
Alright, praise God Worship team continue to play Now listen This is the place by which you speak to your mountain Whatever it is Whether it be physical Whether it be mental Whether it be financial Come on, you begin to declare the word of the Lord over yourself And you begin to declare and decree what God says. Oh, not what they say, not what the circumstance says. You make your declaration of faith right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak to those physical bodies right now. And we command that body to line up. In Jesus' name, anxiety, you will no longer have place. You will no longer dictate. You will no longer influence the outcome or the a uh, uh, physical so no we speak to you now and we command you to bow your knee for soundness of mind I have soundness of mind I have soundness of mind and so thoughts you have to stop now in Jesus name for I will remind myself of the goodness of God and the report of the Lord. For I'll choose to believe the report of God. Now just respond. Respond in faith. How? Oh, Sebekete. Just allow that joy, that peace to stir up. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Yay. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, so cro, Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Ha, ha. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Now, this might affect some of the worship team, and so we'll just deal with it as we go. But if you're here tonight and you have something that you desire, whether it's something that you're believing for financially, physically, mentally, whatever it is, and you want us to agree with you in prayer and in faith, then what I'm going to do is just invite you to come stand up here in front. And my wife and I, we're going to minister to you. And believe that the power of God is going to come on. Amen. And so just join me right here. Anybody in the place. Amen. If it's like I said, the worship team, you come down and join us. Praise the Lord. We're just going to believe God. Praise God. All right. Praise God. I like that. Amen.
Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now, tonight was a little bit different, wasn't it? Amen. Now, this is simply just learning how to navigate and flowing with the Spirit of God. Not every service looks the same. You just purpose to yield yourself to the Spirit of God. Amen. Now, everything that you saw tonight is what we can do in our personal life. Amen. Amen. In fact, praise God. He's got a call on his life. Amen. Amen. God's got it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ha ha. Shalepriyasatama. Ha ha. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that young man right now. Jesus name in Jesus name you've separated him from the day he was born and I thank you father that you'll protect him and you'll guard him in Jesus name and devil you loose his mind now in the name of Jesus you loose his mind I cancel your assignment. And God, I thank you that in this season, he finds himself and he finds you. (laughs) Praise God. And I thank you, Father, that he's on fire. On fire. Oh, praise God in Jesus' name. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Come on, let's just give, give God praise. Father, we worship you. We thank you. Oh, we magnify you. Hallelujah. Oh, we magnify you, Jesus. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, amen. What else do you do? I guess you let you go till the next time we come together. But as I was saying, everything that we did tonight, you can do at home, in your car. Sing. Don't dance a jig while you're driving. But you can laugh, you can stir up the joy on the inside, and that's all corresponding action to your faith. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. We'll see you soon. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life